Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I'm going to have so much fun talking with my guests today because to me, what we're talking about is the foundation of your business. If you don't get this part right, it's not going to matter what else you do. Um, And so with that little teaser, please join me in welcoming Bobby Gillespie to our program today. Welcome, Bobby. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Dad. Thank you. And uh, well said. (laughs) <laughs> it is, it is, you know, it, it is the foundation. And I'm not just yes. saying that because that's what we do. But um, yeah, I mean, if you don't get it right, we're not going to get it. So let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll dive into this. So Bobby Gillespie, or better known as Bobby G, is a brand growth consultant, author of the book, Build Your Brand Like You Give Us, sh- that word, um, Embrace Your Purpose and Unleash Your Potential. He is the founder and principal at Proper Design, a Baltimore-based B2B brand growth agency. Bobby and the Proper team advise on and implement strategies that help B2B brands scale through better positioning, messaging, design, web, and marketing. They measure ultimate success by enabling and empowering their clients to succeed without them. I love that part. So again, Bobby, welcome. Thank you. Cool, cool. Well, I always like to find out how my guests got to where they are today because I think it's always fascinating because nobody woke up at, you know, age three and went, ooh, this is what I want to do with my life. Hmm. Or, you know, most people didn't. And, and, and they took these great routes, which really made us who we are. So tell us a little bit more about how you got to where you are today. Uh, great question. And I'll do my best to keep it focused on my career, um, uh, which is not necessarily a career, but it's what I do. Mm-hmm. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, like you said, I, I never imagined I would be a business owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now eight plus years later, mm-hmm. since I started proper, uh, I can't imagine that I would be anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the reason I, uh, the reason I started my own company uh, was after about 15 years in the industry, I was working as a designer, primarily designer, art director, and later creative director, uh, and everything from the early days of web to packaging, consumer products, mm-hmm. uh, in the B2B space as well. Um, I just got frustrated at the, the standard way things were done. Okay. It was all about transactions. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it was transactional with your team. It was transactional with the client. How much can we take from from both, right? right. And that was really the focus of, mm-hmm. of the leadership and the organization. The strategy wasn't about delivering outcomes and results. Mm-hmm. It was about how much money did we make this month, this mm-hmm. quarter, this year? Uh, how many hours are people billing? 
And I just felt like there was a better way, which is very mm-hmm. frustrating for me as somebody who was a creative director of an agency where, you know, we were just, it didn't matter if we delivered on what was sold to the client. All that mattered was that it was sold. Right. <laughs> so, and they paid. <laughs> and they paid, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the sales, business dev people, their accountability ended with the check clearing. Mm-hmm. And it was just very frustrating because we want, you know, as a designer and a creative and, and, and a strategy-minded person, as well as a problem solver at heart, like this is like, how, how do we get better outcomes here? Mm-hmm. And over the years, I just kind of took, took that, you know, onion and pulled off different layers or took that hot air balloon another thousand feet up. And I said, mm-hmm. you know what, the, the origin of these problems <laughs> is not in our processes or, or in our operations. It's that we're, we're selling something that is exactly what the client is asking for, but it's not what they need. And it's not necessarily going to make their pain go away. It's just going to mask their symptoms. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking, well, how do we how do we get to the point where we're not, you know, where we're actually working in our client's best interest and our team's best interest right. um, while bringing outcomes that are really making a di- difference for their business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so after a couple of years of being a creative director at someone else's company, I left and I kind of did some soul searching and, and, you know, every day it was like 50, 50, well, the first day was 50, 50, start my own thing or, you know, go get some, a job doing, you know, who knows what, where, and every day that needle moved more towards become an entrepreneur. Right. And 45 days after I left that job, I had clients lined up saying, dude, we've been waiting for you to go on your own. And <laughs> we I'm knew like, you'd be good at this. Say something. Uh-huh. I would have done it sooner. So, um, <clears throat> you know, and that's really what I've hedged my, my bets on is that, hey, listen, you know, we can, we can be fulfilled. Uh, we, we can, you know, do very little harm to our team, to the clients, to our community, to the world. And do great business right. and be very successful mm-hmm. at it. And, you know, eight years later, that's what we're, we continue to do. And, you know, it's really a, a great, you know, what I've learned through my experiences and really what, what is, is part of the backbone of the book is what not to do. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, even though I had all these, uh, you know, school, school of hard knocks, learning experiences throughout my career and life. Uh, there are always opportunities to learn. Mm-hmm. And I always felt that like, hey, once I, you know, even though I, I floated <clears> up <throat> to a leadership role in just about every job I've ever had in my entire life, um, you know, for <laughs> why that is, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I always felt that once I had the opportunity to be a leader, you know, I would know what, how I want to be treated. Right. Because we and have that, the bad examples. Right. So when I created the company, when I started the company in 2014, I said, you know what I'm going to do here, you know, with the non-negotiable aspects of the business is I'm going to provide my team with the same stuff that I want, mm-hmm. you know, and the same balance and the same fulfillment and right. the same zero tolerance for BS mm-hmm. and, you know, being honest and transparent and vulnerable and just keeping it real with people. Mm-hmm. It, and we're living proof that that is a better way. And, you know, it, it, it's a lot more fun than, 
than the ulterior, the, right. the alternative. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I loved your book. I, I was was having so much fun when Thank I was you. reading it going, <laughs> oh, 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 right. Um, and, you know, a big part of it is, as you said, you know, be, treat the people you work with the way you want to be treated. I mean, you know, it's kind of that the old adage of the, the golden golden role. Yeah. And what it also means is that sometimes we're going to tell clients or potential clients, sorry, we're not a good fit for whatever reason, you know, and, and we also need to know when to tell employees, contractors, freelancers, whoever it is that we're working with, this isn't working either. Um, right. And that's of course, very hard, especially if you're turning away that money. Um, and when you're starting out, sure, you might have to compromise a bit. But the second you don't have to, don't. And um, you know, and, and if you start not compromising, it is easier to just continue that. Right. You know, when I start the business, I, this is this is something that we advise all of our clients to do. Like I just wrote a a, a blog post about it today. It is you know. Uh, title is called Mastering the Marketing Pivot. Mm. And, you know, it's it really harkens back to 2020 with COVID. Mm. It's like we can't predict the future, but we mm. must commit to thinking about it. Right. But also be agile enough to, like, scrap all that planning mm. and pivot. And, you know, it, what what we're trying to accomplish with that is, is don't lose sight of your vision for mm-hmm. the company. Right? That should be guiding you. Even if things are delayed or there's turbulence or you have to take a different road to get there, mm-hmm. like that's all okay. It's part of the journey. Right. But compromising your values, mm-hmm. compromising your purpose and ethics to get shortcuts or hacks or gimmicks to get you there faster isn't worth it because mm-hmm. th- those things are going to... Uh, they're going to harm your reputation. So like when I started the company, I I wanted to start an agency, uh, but with like a different philosophy, we're kind of like the anti-agency agency. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I rail against all the, you know, big agencies and the organizations and stuff. And, and that's me, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. me being myself and having a provocative point of view. But I took work from other agencies back then as a hired gun. And it was a means to get me towards my goal. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I started telling them no because we, we have enough of our own clients <clears throat> that keeping us plenty busy and we don't have to be white labeled, uh, as well as we're, we're ready to start hiring our own people. So, like, you can, you know, make the decision to bring in any, any customers or work mm-hmm. uh, or clients that are going to help you get towards your goal. But you don't what you don't want to do is take on things just for the money. Right. Because money is not the only metric that matters. Mm-hmm. But in our current society, it's the only one that people care about. Mm-hmm. And you think about what that money costs, right? There's a price you're paying right. to take is it on costing you your soul? Is it costing you your soul? Or is it putting you into what we call the poor positioning quagmire? Mm-hmm. So I came up with this this term because I'm a marketer and it just sounds lovely. But the poor positioning quagmire is essentially a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. You take on work because you're you're not marketing yourself or you're not positioning yourself properly. Okay, so what happens? You take on whatever comes, 
It could be the wrong fit. Most likely it is, but you need the money or you want the money. So you end up not being successful with that customer or that client because it was the wrong fit for whatever reason. So you're not successful. So you have no story. There's not, there's no testimonial. There's no potential for a referral. There might not even see all the money from that client come in the door anyway, because at some point fell apart. So you can't market yourself even further. Your marketing is, is, you know, your hands are tied even Mm -hmm. tighter because you have no social proof. You have no evidence that this is what you do for whom and here's Mm -hmm. the outcomes you provide. So you end up spiraling downwards. Mm -hmm. And eventually I believe a lot of businesses, especially in the consulting and B2B spaces go out of business because they refuse to commit to a positioning, Mm -hmm. messaging it properly, and then marketing to to the appropriate folks, the right message in the right place says the right thing. So like, take on, be be very deliberate about the choices you're making about what money is worth it to you. All money is not right. Mm -hmm. The right money is more valuable. Plus, the wrong money takes you away from bringing in the right money as well. Mm-hmm. So there's no good reason to take on a project just because of the the, the amount of zeros associated with it, because it could cost you more than you mm-hmm. than you bargained for. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it, it it and it does. It comes back and it bites you. You know, you might be able to make payroll, pay your bills, all of those things, but if in the long run it wasn't worth it, then you know it it really doesn't matter. You know, and what you just talked about really is the brand. And, and I want to come mm. back to what I said at the very start, which is that is the absolute foundation. You know, and, and folks, your brand is not that fancy swoosh. It's not the orange of your logo or the red of your logo. I live in Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> you know, where those two big companies, most people are going to know who I'm talking about, are headquartered. It's not the cute jingle. It's not all of those things. So tell us, though, Bobby, what do you define as as a brand? It's your reputation. Mm -hmm. So it's really all those things together. And it's not just the visual expression Mm -hmm. or the creative expression of that brand, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's your logo, that's your messaging, that's your assets, that's your stuff, Mm -hmm. your website. And those are important things. Those Mm -hmm. are absolutely critically Mm -hmm. important, right? Because think about it. You get the reputation you deserve. Mm-hmm. Is it the one you want? Right. So you have to commit to earning that reputation mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So everything has to reflect the quality and the mm-hmm. mood and, and the vibe, mm-hmm. personality, the, the, all the things that matter to you as a company. Mm-hmm. So when you say, oh, how, do, how do we get a logo to you know, reflect our, our personality. Well, or reflect our brand. Well, it's your personality, right? What's the personality of the brand? And that contextualizes it in a way and say like, okay, without parameters, right? You creativity is, is, is daydreaming and hoping, right? Mm -hmm. So with parameters, it's innovation. So think about the, the number of possible solutions for an identity. Infinite. Mm Mm-hmm. Without parameters, how do you know what's right? Well, right. you're probably going to be placating to a decision maker and hoping mm-hmm. they like it. Mm-hmm. But is that really what's best for the brand and your customer? Mm-hmm. No. Right. 
So you've got to make it something that is a living, breathing thing that's not so attached to an individual's whims and ego. It's the reputation of the brand. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the way our people act, the way our people talk, talk our building, our place in the community, all these things contribute to that reputation. Right. And, you know, there's, there's no shortage of companies out there. And it's, a lot of this is in the book where I rail against, you know, oh, we made a lot of money for, you know, for our, our stockholders, right? Right. But again, but at what cost? Right. Yeah. Right? We were horrible to the environment. <laughs> you know? Right. Or, or we use questionable labor. Mm hmm. Right. Or we didn't but, we didn't pay our employees what we should have been, you know, all of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, getting into like these mega corporations and stuff like they're they're making decisions based on that single metric of profit. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know, with the rest of us that aren't running mega corporations and aren't that kind of uh, questionable uh, ethics to do mm -hmm. that, um, you know, we have to do what's right for us. Mm -hmm. But we can also do what's right for our employees and our customers. Right. And but there's also a, a business business advantage to it. You're going to attract better people if you're creating a culture where people are empowered and respected, right. and they feel engaged, and they know right. how their contribution contributes to the success of the company, and they're also compensated for how their contribution mm -hmm. contributes to the success right. of the company. Right. But also, your customers want to engage with brands that, that have a purpose that they share, they find important, mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean like saving the whales or the rainforest. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be destroying those things. And that's that's cool if you like want to do those things as well. Like that we need more people mm -hmm. that care. Mm -hmm. But your purpose could be just as simple as you want your clients to be self-sufficient and powerful. Right. Like us. Our purpose mm -hmm. is to make sure our clients got what they need to right. grow and scale with or without mm -hmm. us. With us, great. Without mm -hmm. us great too mm -hmm. right that means we did our job. Right. And that's all you we raised want. that child and sent them on their way. Yeah, right. So and, and and when they have needs again right. that are more of an enterprise level, mm -hmm. like challenges, mm -hmm. come on back. We right. we'd love to help you mm -hmm. again. But we don't want to push buttons and pull levers. Mm -hmm. Like there's people that are cheaper and better for that type of mm -hmm. thing. But we're gonna make sure that the people that are doing the the daily operations mm -hmm. of marketing and 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 monitoring and, and measuring, like they got what they need to be successful. Mm -hmm. Right. That's you know that's truly what all of us as leaders. That's our that's our greatest responsibility. Right, is to put our people in the position mm -hmm. to be successful. I think that's uh, that's a Dwight Eisenhower uh, quote. Uh, don't quote me on that quote source, but it's a quote I go to quite often uh, because you think about it, right? It's not about micromanaging. It's not about telling people what to do. It's about mm -hmm. people giving giving your people what they need to be successful. Right. That's the reputation we want, mm -hmm. right? So we're doing everything to making all of our critical decisions around like, you know, and we think back, we're like making your, your values and your purpose pretty clear, like having clarity around that is so empowering for your operation. Because when we're challenged with like, oh, should we bring this client on? Should we, should we end up with this client? Mm -hmm. Is this the right fit? Whether it's a person or a company, like we're, we're debating it, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're brainstorming around it. And then someone just like, is, can we be successful here? Mm -hmm. Like, will they appreciate our work? Mm -hmm. Can we make them sufficient, uh, self-sufficient? Can we empower them? Right. Can we deliver on our promise? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, wait, right. We're putting it through the lens of what, how we mm -hmm. evaluate 
the right fit because we don't want to find ourselves in the poor positioning quagmire right. where we're taking on bad fit mm-hmm. money that is expensive, more expensive than the profit. You know, like, so like thinking about, all right, what's the reputation we have? Mm-hmm. What's the reputation we want? And where are the things that exist within our brand and within our company mm-hmm. that we can remove so we're moving in the right direction mm-hmm. and enhance so we can accelerate our movement towards earning that reputation on a daily basis? Right, right. You know, one of my favorite definitions of brand is it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. So yeah. you, you, it's exactly the reputation. I mean, it's, it is that. Or feel. You know, yeah. You know, are are people going to say nice things about you or are they going to say, oh, that Bobby, he cuts corners. You know, we're, we're not quite, he never meets deadlines, but yeah. you know, his work's pretty good. You know, and, and or it won't even, it won't even be that articulated, right? You think, just, just think about it from an everyday standpoint, you know, when we're, you know, our friend or colleague has a challenge and they're like, oh, I saw you work with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. They suck. Mm-hmm. That's all they need to say. Right. They or the big dramatic pause. Why. <laughs> yeah. like, mm-hmm. you're, you might want to go elsewhere. But you think about it, right? It's not, it's not, you're not actually conjuring up or remembering the, in, the, the, the laundry list of things that made that, right. that experience suck. Mm-hmm. You're remembering how it made you feel. Right. You felt taken advantage and, and of or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and you're like, you know what? No, hell no. Mm-hmm. That's a hard right. no on that. Yeah. And like that person you, you, you gave that recommendation to mm-hmm. to say, no, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to, repeat it mm-hmm. i heard they suck right yeah and because somebody will say hey we heard, we know you were considering and you're like yeah mm-hmm. yep but also think about the flip side mm-hmm. oh i heard you work with proper what's it like oh it was awesome yeah we'd work with them again in a second yeah you, oh definitely like they're not going to push you know they're not going to run your your marketing for you but they're going to make sure you get the most out of it Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that sounds interesting. Awesome. You know, you want that, you want that message, the simplicity mm-hmm. of that message everywhere. You mm-hmm. want it to just kind of admit off your website and your social and everything you're putting out in terms mm-hmm. of content. If that's how your marketing works, like you want to live that uh, without fail mm-hmm. and, and, as consistently as possible, mm-hmm. because when people come and and are they're touched by your brand in one way or another, you want them to get that gut feeling that right. like so they self-identify like I like what they're saying. They obviously have the, the ability to solve my problem or my pain. Mm-hmm. This stuff looks cool. It's easy to find what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. I'm going to reach out, and when especially in the B two B space. That's them actually shopping you. Right. And they're considering whether you can help them or not. And when they actually fill out your contact form or add something to their cart, they've already made the the commitment Mm -hmm. to purchase. Right. Without talking to anybody. Mm -hmm. So if you have a company that part of your sales is a salesperson, how do you put them in the position to be successful? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, track the right leads where they just want to learn more and convert mm-hmm. versus them having to vet the customer as well. 
Who's got time for that? Mm -hmm. Think about the simplicity of doing it right and setting Mm -hmm. your people up to be successful. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it all starts with that foundation. Right. Right. You know, and one of the things you mentioned that I, I love is that gut feel. You know, how many times have, especially as an agency, have we thought, I'm not sure about the client? We've all had them, right? And then we go through this long, drawn out, well, I'm sorry. If your initial gut reaction was no, it's kind of like, you know, when you're meeting somebody in a bar, nah, not going to have a drink with them. You know, it might be fun for a little bit, but just not going to go there. Right. Yeah. So we call that um, the, the the full F yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, yeah. like you feel that your instincts tell mm-hmm. you like, you know, when, when humans are developing uh, in the womb, like our, our gut is developed first. Mm-hmm. Yep, that instinct of survival. Instinct. Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up, I grew up in West Philly, uh, live in Baltimore now, but you know, uh, I, I, they talk about street smarts and street mm-hmm. smarts is just instincts and common sense, mm-hmm. paying attention to your environment, recognizing things. And it, mm-hmm. it served me well in, in my career, mm-hmm. but like, I, I always resisted growing up. I would get, you know, I would find myself as what I call the crossroads, right? You find mm-hmm. yourself at crossroads all the time. And you're like, if I, my, my, my gut's telling me, don't go mm-hmm. that way, go that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going the wrong way right. mm-hmm. and you pay for it. Right. Mm-hmm. One way or another, but like in business and just in life in general, when we're dealing with other people, like you, your gut's telling you, mm-hmm. right. Your head just has to listen. Right. Pay attention and to it. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to it. Yeah. And, and if it's a full F no mm-hmm. or a full F yeah, mm-hmm. then just oh. move, yeah. make the decision oh, yeah. and move. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, as women, you know, we frequently have those, no, not going to work with that guy type of, of thing. You know, we've, we've had yeah. all of that, but you know, years ago I, I was, when we were still building a lot of websites and, and things like that, I met with this gentleman and I, he didn't creep me out. I mean, there wasn't anything, but there was something there. There was just something yeah. there and, and I couldn't put my finger on it, you know, but it, it really was, it was, you know, that, that little, little Flutter in the stomach was going now, but I went ahead. I did all the work. I did the proposal, yada, yada, yada. And he came back to me, you know, a little bit later. And he said, well, he said, you know, your proposal was okay. I really liked this proposal and I really liked you. So I want you to implement their proposal. And he's, I know. And he sent me the proposal. Now he had redacted their name. Yeah. Except in one place. Uh, and of course, I knew who they were. This was Denver. You know, it's it's yeah. it is a huge market, but we all knew each other. And sure. so I went back to him and I said, "Dude, <laughs> no," uh, because he could have asked me to make changes to right. my proposal to match it. And, and you know, he didn't have to give me their work and say, "Hey, do this." Um, and so I told him, I said, "No, that's incredibly unethical. I will not do that." And I said, and more importantly, I called them and I told them. Oh, he was mad. <laughs> Good. Good for and, you. and, but, and, and, you know, when, and when I contacted them, I told them, I said, obviously it's your choice, but you need to know this happened. Um, you know, and, and so they, they, you know, wouldn't work with him either. And he went out of business not long after that. I mean, it was just one of those where, you know, his, he, he just had extremely questionable ethics 
And he, the, the problem was then he expected that the people he worked with would have questionable ethics also. And yeah. in the end, that really, that is your ethics and your reputation are all you have. You know, like, like you said, if you give those away or jeopardize those, it's really hard to get them back. Yeah, it's your legacy, right? Like why wait to your, right. you know, an old person to worry about your legacy? Why, why not mm-hmm. work on that mm-hmm. all the time? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I find that like, like that's like an instance of like, this would only happen to a creative agency. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the, we just had a huge project at our house. We did our kitchen. Our house is old. Mm-hmm. And so it involved the entire house, even though it was the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And great project. It's done. Uh, rough during the go, but it sucked, and then it became great. Oh, especially um, when you don't have a kitchen for a while. That gets a little well, ugly. <laughs> we well, we had to live at the office, but we don't have to get into that. Um, which is around the corner from my house. Mm-hmm. Two dogs, two kids, two adults. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, still not over it, but. Um, you know, I couldn't imagine taking the scope of work and the proposal from our contractor mm-hmm. and then handing it to another contractor right. and say, do this. Mm-hmm. That's so crappy. Right. It just gives you that <laughs> feeling, right? Yeah. 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 You know, and, and it's I happened mean, and, to me, actually, mm-hmm. uh, I came up with this, this company needed 12 websites mm-hmm. and I said, that's going to cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And they had a micro budget, relatively mm-hmm. speaking. I said we can create one mm-hmm. and reskin it, clone it, and right. reskin it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get to work. They took it to another agency mm-hmm. in town, and they decided to do the work. And mm-hmm. their director of uh, the web direct director used to work with me at another agency and at Proper, and as my friend mm-hmm. and. They ended up firing him over that project mm-hmm. because it wasn't their idea. Right. So they didn't know how to truly implement it. Mm-hmm. They took the agency took the work. They had to find a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. It was my friend. Mm-hmm. And he called me up and was like, they let me go. And I was like, well, what happened? He started explaining it to me. I was like, that was my, my solution, uh-huh. my strategy. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have the most important part your how i your, came up yes. with it yep. and how to implement it mm-hmm. they just had oh you know we just we need to put a man on the moon and they had they did none of the stuff in between mm-hmm. uh getting a man in the moon and it's like ah, which is uh, which is hilarious to me you know because they they call it smaltimore in baltimore because mm-hmm. it's so small feeling that that came back to me and mm-hmm. i'm just like I'll, I'll never respect that right yeah. You know, and it could have been one person there who was driving that. And and you know, and and but yeah, you know, the, it's it's that company's entire reputation now that is is damaged. Anytime yep. somebody says to you, "Hey Bobby, what about?" you're going to say, "Don't work with them." I mean, you yep. know, and 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 yeah, I mean, we don't get it back. And that I think is is the biggest issue and you know, we see it happen with people all the time, you know, where they do something stupid. <laughs> you know? and, I mean, you know, and, and, and it just, it jeopardizes, you know, everything forever. Well, I mean, we're all going to make mistakes, right? right. Just own it, mm-hmm. own up to it. Yeah. Like it's cool. Mm-hmm. But like when you like deny it or, mm-hmm. or double down, yep. like, 
No, like right. there, there, there's nothing admirable about doubling <laughs> like, down. Yeah. You posted it on Facebook. Hello. We all know, you know, it was, it trended on Instagram. I mean, yeah. You know, it's like, nah, we know that you were a putz. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh, I screwed up. Like, like, yeah. And then it, then it goes away. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause then they're like, oh, okay. You know, right. because you're mm-hmm. consistent with how mm-hmm. you're, you're acting and treating people and mm-hmm. talking. It's like, oh, but we can screw up. It's okay. Right. Like we own it. We learn from it. Mm-hmm. We move on. Like when you double down, you just you're not owning a mistake. Right. You're not saying I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. You're saying, and they're going to go find you other examples. All made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you're going to do it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. You know, and we are all human. I mean, you know, when you look at say, you know, a, a sports person um, who does something that they shouldn't do, you know, if they ignore it. And, and I understand in a lot of cases, they're being advised by others. Hello, you're paying their bill. So you, you're still the one in charge. Um, but yeah, you know, when they say screwed up, you know, I should not have had that drink. I should not have whatever. Right. We all go, okay. Yeah. We've, we've all been there and we've done that. Um, but, and even if you screw up multiple times, I mean, you know, now there is a, you know, a limit, where people are finally like, no, just not going to go there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and the same is true with companies. I mean, if you start getting a reputation that is not good, you got to fix it and you got to fix it fast. And if that's, you have to change your policies or your employees, then you have to fix it um, because it's, it's not going to go away, especially in this day and age. I mean, you know, how many times when you're getting ready to work with somebody, do we Google them now? Um, you know, and, and I still remember this is, uh, one of the funniest ones that, that, you know, I, uh, work with people on LinkedIn when they are looking for a job, you know, so how do you really do that? And this guy, he was so funny. He told me his cover letter says, you know, and right. We still do those. Do we do cover letters? Um, but anyhow, I was just thinking, I know, I know, know. you know, type of position (laughs) he was applying for. And, and he said, it, it says in there, you know, when you Google me, which I know you will do, please know I am not the murderer. <laughs> because somebody with the same name was not really not a good person. Um, you know, and, and so, of course, his philosophy was I love that. right away. I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I yeah. told him, I said, I'd bring you in for an interview simply based on that. I would. I, <laughs> uh, I interviewed somebody. About uh, 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, just before it was common knowledge to to curate your digital footprint, right? Mm-hmm. But um, their Facebook was open and there was a picture of them doing a beer bong, like drinking mm-hmm. a beer bong. Uh-huh. And um, I printed it out. Mm-hmm. It's, we did the interview in person. It was an on-site job. And were, I think they were a designer and mm-hmm. I printed it out just to mess with them at the interview. Mm-hmm. And I had no problem. I, I don't know those hangups. I had no problem. Right. As long but as like, he's not at the office and it doesn't affect his work, then yeah. At that office, I think people probably were doing it. But yeah, in the you know, office, it was because it, it, it was miserable. Mm-hmm. So everyone had to be, uh, you know, intoxicated to, to mm-hmm. survive mm-hmm. there. But uh, it was, uh, it was fun and funny. And like, you know, it, it, it reminds me of when, uh, uh, before I started the company, when the company was pretty young, I used to 
do a lot of speaking to the local universities and meet with like creative departments and, and the, mm -hmm. the, 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 the teachers, professors mm -hmm. and the deans and as well as students and be on panels and stuff. And I'm looking to get back into that, by the way, if anybody is looking for a adjunct professor right here. No, 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 no adjunct. It's, it's a luxury <laughs> I can't afford, but uh, I retired from teaching. Yes, uh, guest, guest speaker. But, Guest speaker, absolutely, and you know, one of the I would, I would tell the students like, you can ask me anything, mm -hmm. like anything, and I, I have lots of tattoos, and um, they would ask me if I cover them up, mm -hmm. and I say, listen, I want people to hire me for what I can do, right? What I bring to the table, mm -hmm. my thinking, my work, my communication, mm -hmm. my ideas. All that, mm -hmm. not for how I look, right? Not for how I dress, mm -hmm. and I think that we should all strive for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think there's some exceptions, but uh, we just. You know, I remember I had an employee some years ago that was really problematic, and we had to let him go because he couldn't be himself. Mm. He was constantly putting immense pressure on himself to try to be someone he wasn't, Aww. and I would tell him. I think, well, there's also deception. I think he was a fraud too. Uh, but I would tell him like, listen, man, like we just want you to be you. Mm -hmm. Like that's all we care about. That's why I hired you. Mm -hmm. That's why we want you around. Just be yourself, man. Like mm -hmm. there's no expectation. You're the only you, be. dude. <laughs> right. And that's mm -hmm. a perfect segue to be thinking about your brand. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, lots of agencies and, and, and marketers and, and with all due respect to, to, to my peers and colleagues and competition alike, like they want you to have something flowery and gimmicky to position yourself with. Right. Some sort of differentiator. Mm -hmm. Well, your differentiator should be you. Right. Mm -hmm. Because when you are your authentic self, mm -hmm. whether you're an individual or a brand, no one can compete with you on being you. Mm -hmm. So why not start there? It's easy to be you. Mm -hmm. If you can commit to it and you're brave and you have the carriage, mm -hmm. but you don't have to remember these false narratives or these gimmicks. You don't have to do damage control when that house of cards collapses. You just have to be yourself and think about again, like putting your business dev and salespeople mm -hmm. and, and, and people that are growth focused mm -hmm. on your team in the position to be successful. Isn't it easier to be yourself and consistent mm -hmm. right? so that you're attracting the right fit? Mm -hmm from the get-go mm -hmm. instead of trying to be something for everybody. Right. Yeah. And, and you're going to eliminate those that you, you didn't want to start with, you know, a, another LinkedIn example, I was working with a university and this young woman, uh, her LinkedIn picture, her t-shirt that she wore, which yeah, is a little questionable with why you're wearing a t-shirt for a LinkedIn picture, but that was a different discussion, but it said proud Muslim. And, and this was, 10, 15 years ago. So, you know, things were a little bit different then. And so I never would call her out in class. I mean, that was, and so, but I called her up afterwards and I said, I want to talk to you a little bit about your picture. And she said, I know. She said, but it eliminates the people that I don't want to work with anyway. I went, okay. As long as you recognize that's what it is. Same thing with the people who are, you know, that the, um, on either side, posting extremes on whatever, you know, usually Facebook, about politics. Okay. 
you can be for this party or you can be for that party, but understand that most people are kind of more jumbled up in the middle and you might have eliminated people by your views. But if you mm-hmm. didn't, you know, if you didn't want to work with them anyway, then okay. That was probably, that might've actually been a good thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, you think about who you want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. You want to hang out with people that you enjoy their company. Right. And if there's some sort of like extremist where they're mm-hmm. spouting conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and they're nuts about this, that, and the other thing, like, do you really want to be there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's drama and that's mm-hmm. BS. And I have very, very little tolerance or appetite for BS and every day right. it gets less. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's one of the secrets to actually being like fulfilled, mm-hmm. more fulfilled than frustrated is minimizing the BS in your life. Right. And, and, and I'll tell you what, you. as we get older, our BS meter gets tighter. Oh, yeah. Right? I, right, right. <laughs> but it's not just, but but we have to take it one step further. It's not just eliminating BS for our mm-hmm. selfish selves, mm-hmm. for everybody. Right. So like minimizing it for your people mm-hmm. and your team. And you think mm-hmm. about, you know, a lot of the gripes against like the Amazon culture and, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the Facebook people at Google and, who found out in the middle of the night that they'd lost their job. Yeah. I'm like, really? You know, and, and, and you know, for, for uh, all the wrong reasons, we're, we're told to, to look up to those companies mm-hmm as you know the leaders and and then right. uber you know a couple of years ago with the sexual harassment stuff and and, and you uh, mentioned the boy scouts corruption. in your book <laughs> the boy scouts right i was in boy scouts and mm-hmm. unfortunately uh nothing happened to me but mm-hmm. there was people that i was in boy scouts with that that were abused right and like you know like, not to go down that avenue but there's certainly a lot we all know <laughs> mm-hmm. what organizations are, are, are enabling that stuff, mm-hmm. but like being associated with those organizations shows that you condone it. Right. You know, it's like, there's, there is no, um, neutrality, right. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And just like the young lady who, who wore the Islam t-shirt, mm-hmm. like own it. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, who you when, are, yeah. When she told me she understood, quantify. I was like, fine. You know, as That's long as you understand reason, right? that, yep. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to deal with people who are mm-hmm. spouting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nonsense. Like she just wants to live her life and have minimal bullshit. Mm-hmm. And uh, BS, uh, I'm trying to keep a PC, uh, no parental advisory. Um, but you know, like it, just think about it in other people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and, and I think about that in terms of our customers as well as our mm-hmm. the people we collaborate on projects, right. like there's a certain level of respect and appreciation and what's appropriate and inappropriate mm-hmm. that like I'm deadly serious about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a, it's a really simple exercise that everybody can do in terms of like what culture, what's acceptable to mm-hmm. our culture for our brand, what's acceptable to the culture in terms of the individual. Mm-hmm. And it's, what would you get so fired up about? That you would fight over, like go out in the street oh. or the parking lot. Okay. Okay. Like what fires you up that mm-hmm. way, right? And you think about most of it's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't accept like mm-hmm. you know misogyny or harassment mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. team or right. talking down to my team. Mm-hmm. Like no, I, you know, no second chance there. Mm-hmm. But it's also like what what would you fight for in terms of like what you're trying to create, right? Mm-hmm. 
right? Like, like, like fulfillment mm-hmm. and success mm-hmm. and empowerment. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get as fired up to go clobber a client if they, you know, if they treat one of the people on my team poorly, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to fight as well equally for creating a culture that allows them to right. be successful and they feel part of something. Mm-hmm. They'll never feel, you know, your, your employees, newsflash folks, your employees will never look at your company the way you do. Right. Can't make them try to think mm-hmm. that way. They love but you, you but. <laughs> they love you, but, right? Mm-hmm. They, they are on your team. Mm-hmm. And you have to, just like any, any sports team, you have to give them mm-hmm. the lane that they're in and show how their contribution mm-hmm. contributes to success. Mm-hmm. To where, you know, um, we were talking before we started about uh, somebody who got surprised by their boss. They thought they were doing great. Mm-hmm. It's in the book. It happened to me. I thought I was doing great. And then I got this horrible review. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you keeping that a secret from me? Mm-hmm. Why does this come up after one year? Right. Why didn't you want me to improve? It was, and it becomes an attack, right? Mm-hmm. That's all it really is. It's an opportunity to to use your power mm-hmm. to, for for whatever reasons, right. and it has nothing to do with improving outcomes or performance mm-hmm. or engagement. It has everything to do mm-hmm. with with a, a power move, right? You know, and it is all about communication. You know, if you have certain values that you want to go through, you know, especially your employees, then they have to know that. Um, you know, I think a, a good example would be a company like Hobby Lobby. It's very faith-based. The employees know it's very faith-based. Now, they might just think it's great that they don't have to work on Sunday, but, um, you know, they don't hide it in any way. And I'm always kind of perplexed when people are like, oh, my God, they're very religious. Hello, they're not open on Sunday. <laughs> you know? and, but they make it very clear that that is something that is important to them. Now, I'm pretty sure that they don't go and, and you know, you know now where did you go to church today? And they, I mean, I'm pretty sure they don't do that because that can get them in big trouble. But right. you know, if they, and so, you know, your policy and, but on, on other things too, I mean, you know, you're, you might be the type of, of business that, you know, uh, socializing after work is very important to you, you know, and, and so, you know, letting people know, hey, you know, we're going to, we have our own softball team, you know, maybe you can't play, but you're going to be the cheerleader. I mean, all of those things, just communicate with people so that there's no uh, confusion about it when it happens. And and same thing with clients. I mean, you know, when they look at your materials, your website, they meet with you, they're going to know, okay, Bobby is not a yes man. He's not going <laughs> to just say, yeah, you know, and, and things like that. I mean, you know, and so if that's what they want, then they just go to the next person on their list. Right. I I was talking to uh, a friend and colleague who's also a client. And, you know, we do consulting mm-hmm. uh, within our, our, our area of expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a consultant. And we're, you know, I was talking like, you know, there's some companies that, I feel like it's just a, a novelty to say they, they hired, you know, um, a Brown advisory or mm-hmm. Deloitte or, or Bain and say, Oh, you know, like we're one of their clients and then we paid them a half, half million dollars or whatever. And they gave us this two inch binder mm-hmm. that we just put right on the shelf. Right. You went, Oh, that was that. nice. Mm-hmm. And this never did anything with, mm-hmm. because it's not actually mm-hmm. actionable. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just going through their thing. And it's like, why do people do that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just kind of trying to unpack everything and constantly thinking about mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, well, why, why would anyone do that? Mm -hmm. They did it to say they hired Deloitte. Right. That they worked with Deloitte. Mm -hmm. The outcomes didn't matter. Mm -hmm. So those people are not our clients. Mm -hmm. They're not my, my friend, my associate's clients. Right. Because we're going to come in and say, you know, everyone's been telling you your baby's beautiful. And we're mm -hmm. like, that baby's ugly. Yeah, sorry. And we can make Sorry. it beautiful, but it. <laughs> but there's things we can improve here. So, like, like not a yes man makes me laugh because uh, I am not, and never was, and never will be. Um, because you know, my opinion is is special. I believe, right? It's different, mm -hmm. but that's what people who hire us they got to want that, right? Or and sometimes they don't. Like, Ask I my mean, opinion, yeah. and I'm going to give it. Mm -hmm. like I was so refreshing to hear somebody what give their actual opinion mm -hmm. their thoughts on mm -hmm. the topic and not just say oh well you know I didn't want to hurt your feelings mm -hmm. like what, what a waste of time mm -hmm. for everybody you know, so like for everybody mm -hmm. yeah develop a point of view right and and, and stand on it <laughs> you know because the the problem comes when you you say one thing and you do the other um I think probably one of right. the biggest things that that we see companies doing now where they're getting you know, themselves in trouble is diversity and inclusion. Um, you know, where they're maybe just hiring to, to, to fill a quota. I yeah. hate, you know, I, yeah. I grew up during that time, um, yeah. you know, where it was, okay, we're going to have X number and, and uh, you know, and, and things like that. And, and then when you really dig into it, it's like, well, no, all of your senior executives are white males. <laughs> and, and, you know, and maybe... And, you know, this, this was my experience The the female was the HR person. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, and, and, but, but yeah, if people, if you're saying this is what we do and you're going to take a stand on it, then take a stand on it. You know, if there's some, you know, now, you know, you don't really want to say, well, we're not diverse. We're not going to be diverse. I mean, that's probably going to bite you in a different way. But, well, yeah. yeah, but don't claim to be and then not. Like, we need to improve there, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I remember working with a client uh, about seven years ago who uh, they had a new CMO and they had, you know, big goals. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, let's take a look at everything. Mm -hmm. We look at their website, look at all the materials. And I'm like, you look like a bunch of old white dudes. <laughs> yep. Like. What do you want to be known as? Mm -hmm. Like we want, you know, and they speaking of Deloitte, they wanted to, you know, get a piece of their pie and mm -hmm. they're in a similar space. I'm like, you got to be approachable. You mm -hmm. got to look like pe when people come to your website and you see, you know, uh, it was like yeah, the picture of everybody in their suits. Eh. <laughs> I'm like, do not do that. Mm -hmm. People dress how they dress mm -hmm. comfortably, right? Like, where they feel good, right? Mm -hmm. they, mm -hmm. Don't come in in sweatpants, right? But yeah, dress, I mean, I, there is there. Yeah. When you mm -hmm. feel good, right? You're like, I feel good, right? What does mm -hmm. that look like for you? Mm -hmm. It better not be a tuxedo because you look like a fool. Yeah, but, then it's a little. You know, is it is <laughs> it a suit and tie? Right. Then that's okay cool. if that's what you prefer. Yep. Is it a is it a Henley mm -hmm. and you know jeans? Fine. Mm -hmm. Like, like be you, mm -hmm. right? Within the brand. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, <laughs> 
it also makes me think of another client we worked with where uh, the same the same one of the partners um, he would say, uh, oh, you know, we're, we're diverse. We're diverse. Mm-hmm. And I would look at the, I would look at the employees. I'm like, it's all white people. Yeah, they're little cookie cutters. It's mm-hmm. not a problem for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the same employee. This is the this is the risk of compromising your values for profit. Mm-hmm. So that same employee, they're so huge on their values. Mm-hmm. Talked about them all the time, said they use them for hiring. They said all the right things. Mm-hmm. I was seeing it, mm-hmm. but then I met this one guy, and he did everything for selfish gains. Mm. He was a high producer for them. Mm-hmm. Made him a lot of money. Right. Became a partner because he wanted what be went a, with that. The only criteria to become a partner of this organization was being able to make the contribution needed. Yeah. There was no other criteria. It was a wait. Where's my? I have a visual aid. Yeah, right? So it was all about money. And mm-hmm. so they compromised their values with this mm-hmm. fella for money. Mm-hmm. So their value, values are meaningless. Mm-hmm. Because like every decision wasn't made on what's best for our brand, what's mm-hmm. best for our customer. Mm-hmm. It's what's going to make us the most money. Mm-hmm. Right. So saying <clears throat> one thing and doing another, what do we call that? A hypocrite? Yep. Right. Like that's a that's a harsh mm-hmm. sounding word mm-hmm. because it has it a very be. deep yep. meaning that mm-hmm. should cut deep. And I would hate, hate to have that associated with my company, my brand, right. me as an individual. Right. You know, and it's just like just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And he was he was deceiving their customers and it was it's gonna come back, mm-hmm. right? Like no matter what, the day of reckoning will find mm-hmm. you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, there's that thing called karma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, whether you believe it or not, but like you know, the the, the way you lead your life, mm-hmm. the decisions you make mm-hmm. impact what happens to you. Right. So you know, when I was running the streets of West Baltimore and getting in trouble, and I was talking to my uncle, and he's like, "I heard you got jammed up," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I got bad luck," and and this is the best advice he's ever given. Um, it, it really changed my mind. He said, you make your own luck, kid. Mm-hmm. And it was based on the decisions I was making was putting me in those predicaments mm-hmm. and decisions we're making as leaders and, 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 and citizens put us in those predicaments, yep. right? And it's nothing to do with anything other than ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's all about the choices that we make, you know, personally and professionally. Well, Bobby, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. We could go on. This is why I set a timer because I could go on forever on this. I mean, this is is so much fun, which just means we're running out of time. I know we got just five minutes left. Oh my, can you believe that? Um, And so, you know, we I'll have you on again because like we just started on this. And, and, you know, to me, this is, (laughs) this is absolutely critical. You know, as, as we said, you know, if you, if you're not very conscious of your brand and your reputation, then it's probably going in the wrong direction, right? You know, because if you're not paying attention to it, it's going the wrong way. Um, you know, and and so it's yeah, it is something that that I think people really absolutely positively have to pay attention to. Um, you know, I was looking on your website, you've got your book. I love the book. Hold the book up for those who are watching. Ah, um, yes. and we will have the the link to Orange it. And black. Um, you know, and and so, but you also have so much great information. On your website, you've got freebies, you've got your blog, you've got all sorts of stuff. 
But tell us how people find you and what are the services that you provide? So, of course, you can find us on our website, which is going through a bit of a refresh, which everyone should be considering because it's pivot time Mm -hmm. uh, with this this unpredictable market. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's right now uh, continue to market uh, folks, but also take a hard look at your positioning, your assets. Right. And ties in constant improvement. Where can we improve to get better outcomes? Mm-hmm. So um, pro- it's properagency.com and proper spelled P-R-O-P-R. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn and there's a, I do a lot on LinkedIn and it's that Bobby G. You can find me there. Um, what do we do? Uh, everything we do is really starting with that foundation. So mm-hmm. whether we're doing a, a new website or helping strategize a campaign or going to market with a new product or service, uh, we start with brand strategy. So mm-hmm. it's brand strategy and positioning your product or service or company is where we start. Whether that's a formal exercise or not, we need to know who you are <coughs> and what you do for whom. And oftentimes, we help you clarify that as well. So it gives a lot of people the, the, the confidence to do what they need to do. Um, we also do branding and identity design. So everything around design systems for all your stuff, uh, brand communication. So message mapping and all, saying the right things to the right people in the right place. Um, web development design. Um, primarily, I come from a... Uh, deep e-commerce background, but we don't do a ton of e-commerce, mostly corporate enterprise websites, mm-hmm. tracking folks, converting them, saying the right thing, uh, being the hub of your marketing activity. Mm-hmm. Campaign strategy and creative, so getting out in front of the right people with your stuff. Print and packaging, so we don't always do consumer products, but we have deep history there. Uh, we're working with a brewery out of Jersey. We're talking with a company out of China now. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do it, but we're not in Austin or Southern California, so we don't really specialize in that because all those agencies down there do. Uh, we also make sure that our marketing and sales folks have what they need. So we do marketing and sales collateral. And the last thing we do is something that is really important to those marketing leaders now is brand ops. Mm. So really focus on uh, creating the operations around your brand. So it's working for performance. So a lot of times, you know, you have a new identity, new website, they hand it over and you're like, uh, now what? Now what? Mm-hmm. That's not good enough. So we're bridging that gap and we're doing, we're filling any gaps or we're starting from scratch and creating a brand that's built to perform with processes, operations, punch lists, all the tools and templates that you may need to be able to run your marketing with or without us. So brand ops is a, is a really fun thing for us to do to make sure everyone has what they need mm-hmm. to rock and roll. I love it. I love it. And like I said, you've got so many great resources on the website in addition to your book. So, um, you know, it was, and, and what I loved about the book is it's talking about how to be better as a business, but it's also talking about how to be better as a person. And right. You know, we all can use a little nudge on occasion. You know, some people need bigger nudges, but we all need little nudges on occasion. Just, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So, you know, like, you know, please, please check that out. Well, Bobby, oh, my gosh. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave us with? 
what one uh, 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 you can find the book on Amazon. Uh, and also, I am not that Bobby Gillespie from Primal Scream. Uh, there's another <laughs> Bobby Gillespie, the lead singer of Primal Scream. And I get tagged on Instagram all the time in posts related to Primal Scream. And our developer, our web developer is a fan of them. He laughs at it. Um, you know, the last thing I want to say is really work on, you know, your brand as a person or, or a company. You know, really focus on and use this litmus test of what's best, is this what's best for the brand and our future customer? And use that as a way to evaluate every decision you're making, big or small, but also help people in your team understand what is best for your brand, what is best for your future customer, because they're going to be making decisions with or without you. And you want those decisions to be what's best for the brand, not what's best for, for Joe in accounting or what's best for Mary uh, in marketing. Right? We, want it, we want to make sure that everybody's moving in the same direction. We have a common goal and we're all on the same team. Not a family, a team. Right, We're on a mission to accomplish something, to lead with your vision and purpose and unify around that. Oh my gosh. I love it. So much fun. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Bobby Gillespie, Bobby G. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.